Welcome, all you Mavericks, all you rogues, ragers, and renegades. Woo! No matter what you call yourselves, we are all crusaders and here in the right place to learn, live, and grow all of crypto together. You are listening to The Weekly Fire. Hell yeah, pizza mind. That fires me up. I love that energy this morning. This is episode 5005. I'm coming to you actually from Maui currently. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in Maui. Pizza's back at the bird nest in San Diego. Peace, catch me up, man. What's been going on back home? What's been going on back home is the Tool album we've been waiting 13 years for just dropped. <laughs> so I have all the stools and chairs set up on my porch like a drum set because oh, air yeah, drumming is just not enough. Adam and Danny went absolutely ballistic on this album, and it's every bit worth the wait. I'm mad I have to pause the music just to do this podcast. When I get back, man, we're going to jam out to that whole entire album. Absolutely. 13 damn years. 13, 13 years. years. Yeah, insane. That's half your life. That's, that is half my life. That's more than half my life. That's insane. <laughs> so anyway, all right, so we're going to talk about uh, the Craig Wright saga in a little more detail. Good. We're going to talk about Binance Lending launching. Okay. We're also going to talk about the potentially the world's first tokenized securities ecosystem. Whoa. With Merge partnering with Globacap. And then finally, Telegram's going to issue its Gram tokens after two years, and it's going to reveal the code for its next generation blockchain in a couple days. Boom. But the biggest news of all is BRD is doing a 1BTC giveaway tomorrow. Yes. So if you have not yet downloaded their app, you need to do so right now. Guys, I we, know- we, yeah, we've talked about this before, and this is the realest deal in the world. Um, you know, BRD is a wallet that Pete and I use for just storing all of our crypto, right? You can store more or less any crypto you want. And they're just doing a giveaway just out of the goodness of their heart. They said, uh, you know, one lucky winner is going to win one Bitcoin. Um, and I, th- I think it's really cool. So go ahead, uh, go to the app store. Um, it, it's BRD. Uh, it's a it's a orange and purple and white uh, icon. Go ahead, download that. You generate your wallet. And again, this is a non or this is a non custodial wallet. So what does that mean? It means you own your own private keys, um, and that's something extremely, extremely, extremely important. We can't harp on that enough. The importance of owning your own private key. You know what I really like about BRD though is they're good people behind this project. They're, yeah, they are. We know those really, guys. They're yeah, really good team. Smart. I want to support them. I want you guys to support them. Go download BRD and check it out. Before I get to finish uh, listening to the Tool album, we need to get through the show. So let's get right into it with the crypto weather report. Looks like we got dumped on pretty heavy this week. Yeah, this week was an interesting one. And, you know, last week we talked about that really, really attractive uh, level at 8K. Um, I still think uh, 8K is absolutely in play. Uh, 8K just being that out eight, that $8,000 uh, mark for Bitcoin. Um, and the reason why I think this, you know, I'm pulling up my charts right now, but there's a really, really high volume profile around the 8K level. So what's a volume profile? So so when I do my charting, um, I use a couple platforms. I use a platform called eToro. I use a platform called Trader uh, TradingView. Um, and there's some cool tools that you could use to see uh, at what price point 
have most of the coins or most of the shares of a stock, for instance, what what price levels have they traded at? So, um, and this isn't volume um, at a given time. Like typically, you'll see volume on the bottom, right? You know, it'll be a, a candle. It'll be a one volume bar per one candlestick. Um, and and this one just is on the side of your uh, your your chart, and it shows you how many uh, shares were traded at a given price point. Um, and so we see that most shares or most coins uh, have traded at 8K. And that just means that there's a lot of interest. There's a lots of price negotiation at that point. And it, it's, it's a level that, you know, the market is going to want to revisit. So I think we saw our, you know, this week we had a, what was it, like a 6% drawdown in an hour or something like that, yeah. do you remember? Yeah, exactly. it was something like insane. Like, it's good that we're seeing volatility come back uh, to the market. It's good that we're seeing, um, you know, a lot, a high volume, right? All these, all these moves are on, on starting to get to high volume. Um, but you know, we did respect the lows of nine k. So in you know, the last two months, you know, we've got a high of fourteen k. We've got a low of nine k. And you know, I think that you know, if nine k holds up, um, we're looking pretty good. Um, but but I still would love to see that that 8K level just get tested. Um, and if it doesn't get tested uh, now, um, hopefully within the next few weeks as we consolidate. But, you know, I, I, you know, as we were talking a little bit before the show, um, you know, we're in a new stage of the market cycle, right? Um, you know, there's there's more institutional investors in the space right now than there ever have been. And you know, the hallmark of what an institutional investor is, is patience, right? Um, so we're not looking to trade this market right now. Um, this is a buy and hold type market. Um, the people that are going to be trading this market, um, you know, you can't out trade the algos anymore, man. Uh, th these quantitative hedge funds have absolutely, you know, controlled the price. And it, this is a this is a environment where you're not going to be uh, successful in, in trading it. It's really, really, really hard now. Um, my thought process of how I like to trade this market is, is by not trading and it's, it's by buying and holding on the dips. So it's by setting low bids, um, kind of layering them in everywhere from, you know, 7,700, 8K, 8.2, 8.5, 9K, and just being patient and having those bids on the book, um, adding the liquidity to the bid book, and, you know, just being patient and waiting for your orders to get hit. You know, the worst thing you could do um, as somebody in the market is be impatient and market sell or market buy. You know, you see this big red candlestick going down. You start freaking out. Oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. I, you know, this is all my money that you don't want to be emotional in this market. Um, you, there's just nothing good ever happens when you're emotional and you don't have a plan. Um, so yeah, so just have a plan, um, look at the charts, see what, you know, the, the weekly highs are the weekly lows, um, set your bids around the weekly lows, set your sales around the weekly highs. Um, something like that. That's a very simple strategy, right? But it's going to be more effective than, um, chasing after a big green candle because, um, you know, you don't want to miss out. So, so that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Just some continued consolidation before we gun for the 20k highs, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you you just got to be patient and you got to know the market. You can't you can't chase these things. So so that's kind of the weekly weather report um, for crypto. What do you what, what do you see? What's your uh, what's your vision for 
for where we're at, Pete? I still see us in an accumulation phase. I think uh, watching the spikes up and down, like for instance, when we went down, it was a $5 billion spike in volume in less than two or three hours, if I remember correctly, something like that. And yeah, right. in order for that to happen, like it's a lot of dumping and selling going on. And when that happens, if you're making a market, you have to quickly put more liquidity into your bots to then control that and take care of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. The funny thing was when this is going on and literally everything's bleeding, Tether was bleeding out too. It got all the way down to 996. Yeah, people were fearful, right? I mean, when when, when Tether loses its peg for, you know, a brief moment in time, which it, you know, it often does, it's because, you know, people are scared. So people are actually withdrawing money from Tether into cash. But here's what this but here's what that means to me is they need some kind of indicator when dumb money has entered the market. When we shot up to 14, that that, that sparked some conversations and things, but it really wasn't enough to drive it past that point. So they kind of said, okay, you know, let's accumulate some more. Let's wait again for a while. And then we're going to do these spikes in a couple different directions and see some other, you know, very quiet indicators of what's really going on. 6% drop or 6% gain for people who have been in this space for a while is nothing to even wake up for. That's just standard par for the course. It's not even news. But when yeah, there's a lot no, of I echo that. Yeah, I when there's that. a lot of panic, when there's a lot of excitement, when you see Tether take that big, you know, huge breath like that, that tells you there's a lot of people that are just getting in now and maybe they don't know what's going on. So that's actually a huge bullish sign as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I, I definitely echo that sentiment. And one of the ways and one of the ways that we could spot, you know, that retail money, right? That how you kind of described it, the quote unquote dumb money is by uh, looking at where in the market you see those really, really, really wide ranging uh, candles, right? And so, as we said, you know, smart money's patient. Um, smart money doesn't chase. Smart money waits for price to consolidate and to to get um, into a, a position of comfort, right? And when you see these six percent hourly candles, you know that's kind of a signal where you know dumb money is because they're the ones causing that wide range and all those massive spreads. Um, so, so yeah, so. You know, we don't we don't want any uh, anybody in Crypt Nation to be part of that. Of course, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I don't I don't mean to call people dumb for doing this because, of course, no one wants to take a loss. I've done it before myself. But what I mean is, it, dumb money is a term for people that are new to investing and get taken advantage of by these much more patient institutional investors, and that's their term for it. They just call it dumb money. Not dumb people, dumb yeah, it's, money. It, dumb decisions made with money based on emotion. Well, and, and, and I think you could actually equate dumb money with emotional money. Yes, because often when you're emotional with anything, you make dumb decisions. It's just fact of life. Yeah, you know, emotion and logic don't necessarily occupy the same space at the same time. So if you're, if you're making a, a trading decision based on emotion, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not making the right decision right. so as uh, you mentioned earlier if you're going to be trading have a plan stick to it if you're going to be investing have a plan stick to it and know the difference between trading and investing 
No, that's that's perfectly said. Um, and speaking of and trading and investing, I think it's an appropriate time to move over to our hot or not segment. Um, you know, we, so this, you know, as you guys all know, Crypt Nation, uh, the hot or not segment is about, you know, the top three performing coins of the week and say the bottom three. Uh, so Pete, you are the master of the coins. You know all the coins. Which ones are on your list? The top three gainers of the week. Dusk Network up 157%, which sounds astronomical, except if you look back, then you realize that uh, only a few weeks ago when it got listed on Binance, it dumped just as hard. So it's taken this long for it to finally start to recover. Kin has also been slaughtered recently, but it is up 48% on the week. And Digitex Futures is up 23%. The bottom three are Veritasium, down only 51% after federal authorities seize many of the assets of its founder and the SEC declares it a total scam. So, ouch to that one. Realtract is down 35% and Vestchain is down 29%. But like we said, it's Lots this is a buy the rumor, sell the news market. And everybody thought, you know, that Algorand was going to get listed on Coinbase and was going to go pump pump to the moon and it did quite the opposite so if you find yourself thinking the same thing as everybody else in the market chances are since value is scarce you know the pareto's principle 80 20 rule you want to be the 20 percent. hell you want to be the one percent right value is scarce so if you find yourself uh thinking the same thing as everybody oh it's getting listed it's going to go moon then chances are you're you're going to be on the wrong side of that trade so that's just something to keep in in mind yeah, I was just reading uh, something earlier that said there's a lot of very successful traders that do the absolute opposite of what their gut tells them every time. Yeah, it's, it's so funny because we are such, you know, by nature, right, emotional creatures. And that's built, that's hardwired into our bodies. And it's a survival instinct, actually. Um, it's, you know, it's this thing that anthropologists actually study is is why humans are so emotional and, and how how that affects them and stuff. And yeah, so it, it's kind of a crazy, a crazy little theory um, that people like to use themselves as an indicator for the market, right? Oh my gosh, I'm so fearful. Oh my gosh, uh, you know, the world is ending. What do I do? Oh, I buy. And then, oh my God, I'm so excited. I just made so much money. Oh, life is so good. What, what should I do with all my money? Okay, boom, you sell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's called... Um, uh, contrarian thinking. So you want to be a contrarian. It's one of my favorite words. It's a great word. You have to be contrarian. And there's, uh, you guys should read a book by Peter Thiel called Zero to One. Um, he, he goes a lot into contrarian thinking. It's time to get into smoke and mirrors. Oh, yeah. So this, uh, we have a really interesting segment to talk about on this uh, this this portion of the show. So there's this character that is in the industry. Um, his name is Craig Wright. And Craig Wright is um, he's somebody that has claimed to be Satoshi Nakamoto. And he's gotten a lot of uh, press around this. And he actually went to court for it. Um, and, and most 
you know, most people in the industry don't think that that this guy is Satoshi Nakamoto because he cannot do the one thing that only Satoshi can do, and that is um, sign a cryptographic message with Satoshi's private keys. And you could prove that you know who Satoshi is by being able to uh, unlock his original wallets, and he's just never been able to do that. Well, what happened was uh, Craig Wright was in a business with Ira's brother, Dave, Dave Kleiman. So Dave died. Yeah, Dave died. And um, Craig Wright tried to hold on to all of their Bitcoin holdings. And the family said, hey, you know, we're entitled to half of this. So in the courtroom, he's claiming he's Satoshi Nakamoto. But that's really irrelevant to this case. However, what- yeah, and, and he, he perjured all those documents, which is a mate like the the when when he was when the verdict came out of like, hey, who is is the climate estate going to get these Bitcoin? The judge was like, look, you've Craig Ray falsified, you know, all the all of his evidence. He perjured. He lied under testimony. He lied under oath, all this stuff. And, you know, this is this is criminal offense. Yeah, it's insane. So. Because this wasn't a criminal hearing, like he's that's the only reason why he's not in prison right now. But the judge ruled that whether he's Satoshi Nakamoto or not is irrelevant. He says the judge ruled that Craig Wright and Dave Kleiman were in a business relationship together up until 2014 when Dave passed away. And therefore, the Kleiman estate is entitled to half the crypto that Craig Wright had before that date and intellectual property related to Bitcoin. And isn't that something like 500,000 Bitcoin? Because he's claiming that he has the founder's wallets, and but he can't unlock them until January 2020 when he gets another slice of the private key or something like that. But the judge is basically calling his bluff and saying, okay, well, if you have a wallet with 1.1 million Bitcoin in it, you have to give 550,000 Bitcoin to the climate estate. So now he suddenly owes over $5 billion in crypto. Oh and then two days later, this huge market dump happens. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder where it came from. Yeah. Here's I mean, the thing. Hmm. through all this court stuff that's been going on for over two years now, in this case, the court has been requesting that Craig Wright supply the crypto wallets that he has to show the addresses and balance he has it. And he never, right, and he, has. Can never he can never, he can never prove it in court and he falsified tons of evidence. Yeah. So he's been charged with obstruction of justice and the court says they're going to sanction him, whatever that means. He, he's not a U.S. citizen. Right. So what will become of this? Who knows? But Craig Wright is also the founder of Bitcoin SV. Right. Uh, before this, he was part of Bitcoin Cash. So he has a very checkered past of doing all kinds of stuff that generates wealth out of thin air. Um, he, If you watch his interviews, like he doesn't even seem like a real person. He's like a character, like an actor playing himself. Yeah, he seems really, really just like a, a squirrely character. Like if you guys go on YouTube or whatever, just type in like Craig Wright. I remember there was... Um, and they're just all these inflammatory statements and, you know, he's lambasting. He's at these, um, you know, conferences and stuff and he's yelling. I remember there was this one this one time he was in Kenya or he was in one of these African countries and 
he's he's giving this speech and he goes, you know, frankly, I don't care if you like me. Frankly, I don't care anything. Uh, frankly, I have more money than your entire country. And it's just like, what the heck? Like, who says that? Like, what an ass. So he was just a very, very early <laughs> Bitcoin miner whose ego now is probably even bigger than the size of his bank account. Yeah. And yeah, he's just a nightmare, man. He is a nightmare. And it's going to be glorious because the entire industry wants to watch him fall. He is a big skid mark on every good thing that is being built here in blockchain and crypto. Yeah, just just a bad attitude, um, bad business principles, just not a not a nice guy. Um, but anyhow, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that in our today in cryptos as as the narrative unfolds. We'll probably revisit it a little bit next week on the weekly fire, just because I'm sure something is going to happen uh, between now and next week with this case. Definitely, um, the case is closed, but there's going to be more cases opened uh, against him in the UK. So stay tuned for that. Um, and without further ado, we will move on to Fire Tweets of the Week. As you guys know, uh, this segment is one of my personal favorites um, where we talk about um, you know the best things that we heard on Twitter this week. So I have mine. Pete has yours. Pete, you go first. What would you like this sure. week? This tweet comes from Sahil Lavigna at SHL. And he says, first-time founders care most about product. Second-time founders care most about distribution. And I think this is a huge point to bring up when you're looking at white papers and shit coins to invest in. Is it just a really cool idea? Or have these people been here before and they really know what they're doing? Because without distribution and a user base, you could have a diamond mine and it's worthless. It doesn't matter if your product is yeah, good, bad, yeah. or non-existent if no one's there to use it or see it. And, you know, just to unpack that a little more, you know, there, there's, there are some projects that I'm starting to see pop up that convert their, their back-end platform and, you know, payment system and in-game reward system to crypto. And those are the projects I'm really looking out for. So, for instance, um, there's a project uh, called Props. Um, by you now, and they have a, a a big a big user base, so they already have the distribution. But then instead of you know trying to create this a whole other platform um, and build something from the ground up, they just converted all their users and all their in-game currency and stuff over to crypto. And you know they've got you know millions of users, so that's a really cool project. There's another one called Kin, um, and that's from the Kick Messenger app. And again, they had they had a really cool uh, kick messenger app, um, had, you know, probably, you know, maybe tens, if not hundreds of millions of users and, um, you know, converted their, their in-game currency to a cryptocurrency. Now it's tradable on different exchanges. And they're the ones that are kind of in a noose of lawsuits with the sec going back and forth. Um, but I mean, they're, they, they're doing really revolutionary stuff. And the other one Pete, that, you know, a little bit more about than I do is the telegram, uh, project that you know telegram I mean, everybody in crypto uses telegram it's a nice private secure messenger app where you could have all sorts of group chats but you know they've got again dozen million users or whatever and they are now going to have their um 
their currency tradable and you know you could send payments i mean like whatsapp does the same or is doing the same thing leap facebook libra it's boom it's all about distribution i love that tweet man absolutely and i used to be part of a digital marketing firm that specializes in crypto icos and hey guys tivo here to tell you about the ufi video lock a smart lock a 2k camera and a doorbell all in one that's right, three-in-one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months, but don't worry when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recordings. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy Video Lock is 24 seven. So you don't have to worry about any issues you have and it comes with an 18 month warranty. What I love about this product, it is truly all-in-one. With the three-in-one, you don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy Video Lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It was amazing all the different consultations we would do and the teeny tiny budgets that these founders would try and squeeze out because they figured that marketing was an afterthought and something that they begrudgingly had to do instead of it being the absolute foundation and cornerstone of their business succeeding. And that's why so many of them never even made it off the ground. But a few of the firms we represented are Tron and Lolly. 
and you can see oh, okay. they got the message. They're literally everywhere, and they're going to be yeah. two of the most successful companies in this space. And not because of the digital marketing firm, but because they understood distribution. Right. And even like, so it, just not to get too distracted from the segment, but you brought up Lolly, and this is a company I love, man. Um, so shout out to Lolly and they're building a business on top of Bitcoin. So they were like, look, and I think that some of the most successful companies, uh, going forward in the next, uh, few years are going to be those companies that don't issue their own currency. Um, you know, that, that build on top of Bitcoin. Um, so Lolly is, a, is a, an app plugin basically that allows you to, for every, you know, purchase you make on any of their retail partners, um, you know, you get cash back rewards, but here's the catch. It's not cash back. It's Bitcoin back. Um, so we really like that idea that you could go, you could make a purchase with, you know, us dollars at Macy's or whatever. Um, and you essentially earn uh, Bitcoin for, for all those purchases. So anyhow, so yeah, my fire tweet of the week. Um, I like this guy, Jeff Morris jr. He's at JMJ. Um, and he just, he, he said, you know, I wish I knew when I started my career, three things, one equity, ask for price and share and total number of outstanding shares Two, team. You will be more proud of the friendships you build than any product you ship three career, find the best company, not the best title. And all of those things hit so close to home for me. Um, for all the companies that, you know, I worked at, um, and now starting, you know, this company with you and with the guys here at crypto one Oh one, um, you know, these are just such important baseline things that you need to all come, you know, come to an understanding with yourself and with your team, right? Equity. You guys need to know how many shares are being issued, what the price is per share, right? Easy team. You need to, you like, dude, you know, we became best friends through work, right? I'm more proud of my friendship with you and with the guys here than any of the products we've made um, or any of, you know, the podcasts or, or the connections or whatever. It's about the relationships with you and with the relationships with all the people that we've already met from Crypt Nation that write in and that we meet up with and all that stuff and go to conferences and see um, and all the relationships that we build with all the guests that come on on the show, you know, we go out with for dinner after the show. And, you know, those that's what we're proud of. You know, that's what matters, because at the end of the day, it's all about relationships. That, that's what life is about. That's what crypto is about. That's what everything is about. And career, you got to go with the best company. Um, it doesn't matter your title. You could be, um, you know, a production assistant or whatever. But if you're working for the best show, I mean, that's better than being the the, the head showrunner of of you know a show that's never made the air or that's been been cruddy so that one just kind of stuck out to me um and i wanted to share that with you guys yeah very well said i I completely agree with all those points if you're being given some kind of profit sharing or equity in a company you need to know what it's actually worth i mean you don't want those shares to also be smoke and mirrors and you're super excited oh yeah i own the piece of the company you know i'm working you know, 65 hours a week to, you know, grow my own investment and you end up making an extra 13 cents. And then the team, the yeah, relationship, no, like every no. business is a people business, even development, every business. And Ooh, well anyone said. who doesn't get that is going to be out of business. So uh, I completely agree. And, you know, coming from you, a guy who called the bottom of the bear market, um, 
being valued even more than that when that's such a tremendous bragging right really means a lot to me um, <laughs> super super lucky to be in business with you and kevin and uh, our wonderful team of investors behind us as well and definitely yeah. you know the best company not the best title absolutely uh is so important just for your work-life balance and uh the, the experience of going to work because that's where you're going to spend the majority of your life you need to know that the company cares about you and takes care of you and realizes that like you're spending your entire life basically helping them build their dream instead of something else yeah that's exactly right guys you you need to like if there's one thing that Crip Nation needs to take away from this segment, it's like, you know, your va your what is it? Your vocation should be like a vacation, right? Your your career needs to be something that you really really enjoy and you know, you if you're in one of those gigs right now where you're just grinding and waking up and not having fun and, you know, bummed out, take a leap of some entrepreneurial faith and you know whether it's in the crypto world or not in the crypto world you just got to be happy with what you're doing and you know we we want to encourage you guys as much as possible to take that risk even if it's just a you know a 5 hour a week thing that you do on the side to start your business um that's how most of these businesses actually start is you know people are working full time they they got their 40 hours they come home um, they have a drink, they watch their TV, they maybe play with their kids or play a video game or whatever, but it's, it's slowly, but surely taking an hour out of each day in order to start, start a career that you really, really, uh, are happy about. Um, so, so, so we'll leave you with that, um, before we move on to our next segment, um, which we title this one scorched earth. Um, and, and Pete's go ahead and tell them why we call it scorched earth. It's called scorched earth because everyone in crypto gets burned. No matter Boom. how smart you are, no matter how careful a plan you have, it's just life. You have to prepare to take some hits and losses. Exactly. And, and you know, that's how you learn. That's how you learn. You learn more from your failures than you do anything else. And we just, you know, we want to, we want this little segment to be like, Hey, you're not alone. Um, okay. So you invested in that coin and it went to zero. You're not alone. Everybody's done it. Um, you, yep. you missed a good selling opportunity. You missed a good buying opportunity. Everybody's done it. So so this, what, what, are we, what are we talking about this week in Scorched Earth? We're talking about surviving a bear market. Ooh, it wasn't easy. It's not easy. It was the, it was the longest bear market in Bitcoin's history, actually. Um, fun fact, from mm. um, December 2017 to essentially December 2018. Yeah, so it was very brutal. I was... Uh, kind of, uh, I guess, a, a public figure for another project that you know, has lost a tremendous amount of its value since its ICO. Mm. I made a lot of friends. There are some really, really great people that I got a chance to know and interact with on a very regular basis. I mean, I could spend hours and hours just talking to different people in Telegram. And they would come to me and they would message me very, very fearful. I mean, just freaking out about their losses and their price going down. They're saying, there's so much great things happening in blockchain. There's so much great things happening in this project. Why is the price going down? You know, this is terrible. I put, you know, twenty, forty thousand dollars into it. I sold this to buy it. You know, my wife is going to kill me. All this oh, stuff. No. And it just broke my heart. It really broke my heart. And I tried to explain, you know, Wyckoff market phases and point out, you know, previous Bitcoin bubbles and bursts and, you know, how it comes back and how accumulation phases work and blah, blah, blah. 
but at the end of the day, like they, they just saw their belief evaporate and they left the space. Meanwhile, I've seen my own portfolio. I mean, just grossly bleed out and I have an investing partner who, uh, we both go half in on it and he doesn't know anything about it. Like he was scammed in BitConnect and a few other couple things cause he just doesn't know anything. And bless his heart, I mean, he's had the balls to stick with it and work with me. And he's you know, the reason I got into this space. But it's awful having phone calls with him and he's going, Aaron, what's going on, man? Like, I trust you. I know you know what you're doing. You know, my mm, investment plan yeah. is to trust Aaron. But what the fuck is going on right now? And yeah. we've had these calls not once, not twice, but like, 20 times and i have to answer for this yeah and i have to no, come you up know, with something new every time but you know there really is nothing new it's just there's an accumulation phase and it's an important part like you can't just go up forever that's not how markets work that's exactly right and that's something that people forget because they think oh um you know well bitcoin's a better money than the dollar and the dollar's always losing value so you know bitcoin should always be raising value and it's just not the case um, and, and one of my favorite sayings, um, you know, in the, in the world of trading and investing is, is simply this. And if they don't scare you out, they'll wear you out. Yes. If they don't, if they don't scare you out, they will wear you out. And who is the they and what does this all mean? Let me just unpack that for you a little. They is, you know, the smart money, the patient money, the people who have loads and loads of money and could push around the prices. And these are institutions, right? These are pension funds. These are hedge funds. These are the big dogs. Um, that's the they. And, and the scare is dramatic price movements in a short uh, period of time. So that's like what we saw uh, this week with that six, 7% drop in an hour. That's a scare out where people see their portfolio go down, you know, and if they're heavily weighted into that asset. Uh All right. So we're going to talk about uh, the Craig Wright saga in a little more detail. Good. We're going to talk about Binance lending launching. Okay. We're also going to talk about the potentially the world's first tokenized securities ecosystem. Whoa. Merge partnering with Globacap. And then finally, Telegram's going to issue its Gram tokens after two years, and it's going to reveal the code for its next generation blockchain in a couple days. Boom. But the biggest news of all is BRD is doing a one BTC giveaway in two days. Yes. So if you have not yet downloaded their app, you need to do so right now. Guys, we, yeah, we've talked about this before, and this is the realest deal in the world. Um, you know, BRD is a wallet that Pete and I use for just storing all of our crypto, right? You can store more or less any crypto you want. And they're just doing a giveaway just out of the goodness of their heart. They said, uh, you know, one lucky winner is going to win one Bitcoin. Um, and I, th I think it's really cool. So go ahead, uh, go to the app store. Um, it, it's BRD. Uh, it's a it's a orange and purple and white uh, icon. Go ahead, download that. You generate your wallet, and again, this is a non or this is a non custodial wallet. So what does that mean? It means you own your own private keys, um, and that's something extremely, extremely, extremely important. We can't harp on that enough. The importance but, of owning your own private key. You know what I really like about BRD though is they're good people behind this project. They're, yeah, they are. We know those really, guys. They're, yeah, 
really good team. Smart. I want to support them. I want you guys to support them. Go download BRD and check it out. And I mean, I've got crumbs left. I've bought so many dips. I should be a salsa factory. <laughs> it, oh it my God. Just, I don't know how much. I mean, I, I can take however much more they have to give because I know what's coming. I, I fully believe in this process. Like there, there's no doubts in my mind, but I am so, so tired. Mm. I have no money left to buy Cardano and Nano and Icon at these ridiculous lows. Like I know it's going to come later and it would be the best decision I could ever make in my life. Better than getting married or having kids or moving to even to San Diego. If I could just buy a shitload of Cardano right now, but that's just my own personal thing. And I can't afford. Absolutely. And you know, you're doing the right thing in being financially responsible by recognizing that, right? And you know, the last thing you should be doing is taking out loans or going on credit to do any of these things. You're at a comfortable limit where, you know, you're like, okay, cool. I got my, my house that I can pay for. I know I'm going to, you know, uh, make the right decisions for, you know, buying uh, clothes and food and you got all the bases covered and you're kind of, you're, you're, you're maxed out on, on crypto right now. So that's smart. You know, you now, Patience. Patience is the name of the game, my man. Patience yeah. is the, name of the game. Patience. But that was a really that was a really great conversation. And you know, before we run out of time here, we should go through some of the biggest news items from the week. So so let's yes. cue, let's cue that up. Before we get into the news, just the last reminder: today is the last day to qualify for the one Bitcoin giveaway. Go download that BRD app. And give it a try. The biggest agenda, but we do have a few things going on. Uh, the biggest news of the day is Binance Lending is launching later this week. But unlike normal lending platforms, instead of giving out their own money, they're allowing users to rent out their crypto. So this is huge because that also means users get yet another way to make money off the crypto they hold. So they're having these 14-day contracts where you can lend your BNB, your Ethereum Classic, and your Tether for up to 15% annualized return. So in 14 days, it's not that much, just a little bit. But if you do that over the course of a year, I mean, that's even better than any of these other uh, lending platforms that just let you park your stuff there and then they do the lending for you. So amazing job by CZ and team coming up with yet another way to give BNB utility. Um, very interesting also that Bitcoin and Ethereum were excluded on this platform for now, when usually that's what most uh, other lending platforms feel most comfortable giving out. So could be very interesting. Very curious that they listed, uh, you know, the two biggest, com- one of the, well, two of the biggest competitors to Ethereum and BNB and Ethereum Classic. So I wonder if uh, maybe EOS is on the way next or if they consider that a real threat too. Who knows? I don't know. Just speculation. Anyway, one is the biggest story uh, that's been going on for over a year now is the court case of Craig Wright claiming that he is Satoshi Nakamoto. So the whole story is Craig Wright had a business partner that died named named Dave Kleiman. And 
Kleiman's uh, brother, Ira, is suing for half of the Bitcoin that his, uh, that Dave and Craig mined back when uh, Dave was alive uh, before 2014. So this court case has been going on for over a year, and Craig Wright has been making up all kinds of stuff and just being a general douchebag. Um, and it didn't end well for him. So the court found... Uh, well, first, the judge, Judge Bruce Reinhardt, threw out the entire testimony of Craig Wright, calling him a liar and holding him in contempt of court and obstruction of justice. And then since all the defendant's testimony was thrown out, he awarded half the Bitcoin and intellectual property that Craig Wright owned before 2014 to the Kleiman Trust. So... In the court case, uh, Craig Wright said that he, he had a wallet with 1.1 million Bitcoin in it, but he could not access it until January 2020 when bonded couriers would come deliver different pieces of the keys that have been broken up and hidden. So who knows if that's true, but it appears that Wright owes over $5 billion in Bitcoin to his former partner's brother. Um, which is insane, but the most insane thing is for being held in contempt of court and obstruction of justice, Wright has not been arrested and thrown in jail due to this being some kind of a civil complaint rather than an actual criminal trial. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen with that, but he's also not a U.S. citizen. But it is amazing that he could walk into a courtroom for a year, lie his ass off, treating the court like a joke and being right about it because he's walking away a free man right now, even if he has to give up uh, half of his holdings. What his holdings currently are, though no one knows because he lies, he lied about it in court. So who knows what he's going to do? Uh, the founder of BSV, all of BSV has a market cap of around 2 billion right now. He has a bunch of it. Calvin Air has a bunch of it. And then, a few random crazy people who have been are brainwashed like cult followers are holding BSV right now, but that's about it. So because of that, the market response to this horrible news was nothing. Like literally nothing happened to BSV's value, which should tell you that it is not real and is entirely uh, inflated by people controlling it. So for better or for worse, that's the situation. Definitely be wary of some kind of an exit pump where out of nowhere, this thing will shoot up 30, 40% or even more. So uh, Calvin Air and Craig Wright can sell off their holdings and get out of this monumental disaster. What we're going to be talking about today is a couple of very interesting things that we have going on. Telegram is finally going to issue its gram tokens. And Merge is a brand new uh, securities exchange. So we're going to be taking a look at that too. But we're going to talk about Telegram. So Telegram uh, did an ICO in 2017 where they raised $1.7 billion for these Gram tokens and then never issued them. So what's the worst ICO you've ever bought into? At least you got your tokens. The Gram users are finally going to get theirs. 
Telegram says they're finally going to give out their tokens by October 31st or issue refunds. We know that's not going to happen. So the long wait is finally over. Graham Powers exchanges uh, performed on the Telegram Open Network, which is looking to be a next generation blockchain platform that competes with Ethereum 2.0, Polkadot, and Cosmos. Um, Telegram is not the only ICO that's held off for a long time for actually giving up the tokens that people bought. They really tried to protect their investors by trying to wait out a very frigid bear market where weak hands are going to sell for two cents on the dollar, literally, or less. And we saw that happen over and over and over again with really good companies that just gave their tokens up. You know, some of them tried to wait a month, some of them tried to wait three months, but Telegram, they just didn't care. So they waited a full like two years plus, but they're finally going to give them up and say, you know, enough's enough because it is enough's enough. So they're going to give that up by October 31st, but they're also going to be releasing the code for their uh, TON blockchain. And that's going to be available September 1st, just right around the corner. And then we have a company called Merge, M-E-R-J. That is a security exchange. It's brand new. It's UK based. They have all their licenses to do everything they need to do in the whole suite of uh, things that are needed to buy and sell securities. So their platform is now actually live. Imagine that something is live and up and operating and they're offering tokenized equity and debt for sale in different companies. So they've partnered with another UK based firm called Globacap, which actually tokenizes assets. So now they have a full ecosystem for tokenized securities and they're live. So very interesting. The big one is there's a huge vulnerability found in the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Rather, the Lightning Network itself is where the vulnerability is. And there is a possibility that users can lose funds. So the developers of the Lightning Network have made this known. And that's all the details they've given. They said there will be a full report in four weeks. But for right now, so the vulnerability is not identified and exploited. They're not saying anything more about it. So... Scary times ahead, but not really that scary if you've been through this before, because early stage software always has vulnerabilities like this. No matter how much it's tested, no matter how much it's pen tested, this is just going to be found later. This has also happened in Bitcoin itself in its very early days. There were some double spend attacks and other ways that uh, funds were exploited, but that's all since been patched and fixed up. Thank you for tuning in to episode five of the Weekly Fire. On Monday, we have an amazing interview with CEO Adi Seidman from YouNow and Props Token. Speaking of which, we are going to be doing live shows through the month of September and beyond on YouNow starting Wednesday, September 4th. So be advised, check out our social if you don't subscribe already, Crypto101Pod on Twitter or search us on Facebook. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.